Welcome to the Rabbi Greenberg Show, the podcast that brings Jewish knowledge to you. We have just experienced, and for the next few days we'll still be part of that experience, of the head of the year. We're actually at the tail end of the head of the year. Rosh Hashanah is the head of the year. And as the head of the year, the Zohar tells us, it's a challenging time. There's an expression that Midrash uses, the Zohar uses, kol hatchalot kashot, all beginnings are difficult. All beginnings are challenging. So when we are now in the transition between the head of the year and the rest of the year, we have to learn how to deal with this challenging time and in doing so, get the inspiration and the capacity to extend whatever power we generated this month into the rest of the year. In Chabad circles, it was customary to make an announcement near the end of this month, quoting a biblical phrase, V'yakov halach l'darko, and Jacob went on his way. It reminded me of a expression that I heard, and I discovered as part of a popular song, uh, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come home. Well, we're talking about Jacob, Yaakov, hitting the road, but we certainly want him to come home. Moreover, we want him to take what he accumulated at home, the inspiration that comes through meeting the challenge of the difficulty of the head of the year, and extend that into the rest of the year. So let us see how we can accomplish that right now as we come to the end of the month of Tishrei. By the way, the word Tishrei, which is not a Hebrew word, nevertheless, if you read it backwards, it reads Reishit, which is the beginning or the head. So how do we make the transition and get the power from the head into the rest of the year? So let's first analyze what does it mean or why is it that all beginnings are difficult? So there's a psychological reason, there's a spiritual reason, there's a mystical reason, and there's a reason explained in Hasidic literature. So let's go through the psychological reason, which is quite obvious, that people are afraid of change. People don't like their routine being upset. They get accustomed to a certain routine, and this routine is secure, and they don't have to worry about surprises. But when things start to change, then all of a sudden, a sense of anxiety sets in because we're not accustomed to this new challenge, and we're more comfortable keeping things the same. There's a certain fear of the unknown. Then there's a spiritual explanation. Classical Judaism, the way it describes the personality of a human being. We are a composite of two inclinations. One is called the Yetzer Tov, the good inclination or the good impulse, and the other is called Yetzer Hara, the evil inclination or the impulse to do the wrong things. And there's a constant struggle between them. Now, the evil impulse is a creation of God. God created that impulse within us. And he created it with a mission, and its mission is 
to mess us up, to throw stumbling blocks in front of us. In fact, the Yetzirah is sometimes referred to as the Satan, the Satan. What does Satan mean? It's an obstacle. It's the angel in charge of creating obstacles because the obstacles create challenges. Where is the obstacle the greatest? The most formidable obstacles are at the beginning because once the Yetzirah, the evil impulse, gets us at the beginning, at the very outset, then he has much more control over us for the future as well. Once we defeat the Yetzirah, once we defeat the evil impulse in the beginning and we knock him out, as it were, then he no longer has the power to entice us as 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 easily as he would in the beginning. And we know this from Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve blew it, you could say, at the very beginning, in the very first day of their creation, and they were created as adults, our sages tell us. They were given one commandment, not to eat the forbidden fruit, and they blew it. How could they have been so weak and they could not, they succumbed essentially to the words of the serpent? So the Rebbe explains that because this was the most important commandment that was ever given to humanity, based on the adherence to this commandment or lack of that, it would determine the fate of humanity until the end of time. And therefore, the Yetzirah, the evil impulse, which was embodied within that serpent, put on the most powerful pressure campaign to entice Adam and Eve, and that's why they succumbed, because the power was incredible. If they passed that test, then everything else would have been a breeze, everything else they would follow. We also find at the beginning of the Jewish people as a nation, they receive the Torah at Mount Sinai. Forty days later, they worship a golden calf because beginnings are filled with challenge. And sometimes we meet the challenge, many times we don't meet the challenge. That's the spiritual explanation. Then there's the Kabbalistic explanation. In Kabbalah, we're taught that there are seven emotional attributes that God, when he created the world, he invested seven of his attributes into creation. The attribute of din, of justice, sometimes referred to as gevura, might, strictness, discipline, power, that trait comes before rachamim, compassion and mercy. The trait of judgment comes before the trait of mercy. The world was created in a way that night was created before day. Before there was day, there was night. God creates the world in a way that the initial expression of divine energy in this world is one of judgment. And that's why we know that there are two versions of creation at the beginning of Genesis. In the first version, God is referred to as Elohim, which denotes God in his mode of justice, in his mode of judgment. Then in the second chapter, God is referred to 
both by Elohim, but also by the other name of God, referred to in Hebrew as Havaya, or known as the Tetragrammaton, that name connotes God's attribute of mercy. So first we start with din, with judgment, and then we go to mercy, compassion. That is the reason why judgment is associated with the beginnings. Beginnings are always fraught with challenges, with obstacles, with difficulty. It's night, it's dark, but the darkness leads to light. Why does God do it that way? So the answer given in Hasidic literature is based on a verse of the wisest of all men. King Solomon says in his book of Ecclesiastes, I see that there is an advantage to wisdom over foolishness, just as there is an advantage of light over darkness. Now, you don't have to be the wisest person in the world to understand that light is better than darkness, that foolishness is inferior to wisdom. Every little child knows that. So Hasidic literature translates it differently. Not that there's an advantage to light over darkness or foolish uh, wisdom over foolishness, but there's an advantage to light that comes out of darkness, to light that comes when there is already light. If you turn on a flashlight in the middle of the day, it adds light, but it's negligible. If you put on the flashlight at night, that amount of light can make the whole difference between knowing where you're going and not knowing. When wisdom, when goodness, when positivity comes out of the challenging times of negativity, of darkness, of judgment, that light is so much more powerful. So that's why beginnings are associated with din, with judgment. But when you get through that, you open yourself up to this divine compassion and divine mercy. Now, to be sure, God's first attribute is chesed, is kindness. Because to have a relationship, even if the relationship begins with judgment, with harshness, with rigidity, the fact that God is willing to create a world, however he's going to guide this world and direct this world, that is an expression of God's kindness. God did not have to create the world. But that's the initial source of everything, is kindness. But the method, the process, starts with judgment, and then you have mercy. You start off with difficulty, and then you graduate into smooth sailing afterwards. In Hasidic literature, we're told that everything in this world Every category, every system has a wall that doesn't let you get whatever it is that's behind that wall from the concealed state into a revealed state. In order to do that, you need a special effort. In other words, if one wants to develop an understanding of hidden wisdom, there's a blockage, there's a barrier that was put there by design. And through effort, you can break down that barrier or create a gateway so that you can extract whatever that was there before that was hidden and you make it revealed. We find a fascinating story. Rabbi Yosef Karo, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, the Code of Jewish Law, 
the greatest Talmudic scholar of his time, arguably, one of the most towering personalities, was once struggling to figure out and decipher a passage in the Talmud, a very enigmatic passage. He worked on it tens of hours until finally there was a breakthrough and he figured it out and he was very happy. And a few days later, I think it was, he's in the synagogue and an average scholar is studying that very passage. So he was curious to hear how is he going to go through that passage and realize that there's some very major difficulty. How is he going to get out of it? And he listens to this average person go through this passage and then stop with a question, the question that Rabbi Yosef Karo had himself, and of course piqued his curiosity even more. How is he going to answer it? Will he be able to answer it? And without much effort, he thinks for a few minutes, and he comes up with the brilliant answer of Rabbi Yosef Karo. Rabbi Yosef Karo was devastated. Why? Because he knew that he had a much superior intelligence to that person, and yet it took him so long to figure it out. That must be God's way of punishing him for who knows what kind of sins that he had committed. He wasn't jealous. He just felt that it meant that something was wrong with him. Well, this rabbi had an angel that would converse with him, and this angel revealed to him that he shouldn't feel bad. He was the one who broke through the barrier. There was a barrier to the understanding and the knowledge that nobody could have figured it out except for Rabbi Yosef Karo. Once he broke that barrier, then anyone could figure it out. Well, how do we remedy this? We know that we have these blockages. We know we have these difficulties, these challenges. And the answer is that whenever God gives us a challenge, he also gives us the ability to meet that challenge. The Rebbe in a letter once explained, based on the way a vaccine has worked in the past, that you give the person a little bit of that illness. That's a challenge to the person's system, but it gives the person the ability to overcome the challenge. Built into the difficulty, the Rebbe explains, is the capacity for us to break out of the barriers, the blockages, and to be able to smooth, to have smooth sailing after the difficulty in the beginning. That's the power that we have now at the end of this month of Tishrei. Together with the challenging times, we also are endowed with tremendous hidden powers that will come to the fore and help us with dealing with the difficulties and the challenges. Right now, the world is in a very challenging time. This is a time COVID and other things going on in the world is quite challenging to all the people in this world. And we know, as the Rebbe said many times, that we are living in the beginning of the Messianic age. We still have a long way to go spiritually to see universal peace, to see the Beis Hamikdash, the Holy Temple built. We believe it could be imminent. And we pray and hope that it will be imminent. But meanwhile, we're seeing such difficult, such challenges. We have to realize that we just have to keep trucking, as they say. They, there's an expression when the going gets tough, 
the tough get going. We are now the tough ones. We're living in a tough time. And if we hold on and put all of our effort in doing another mitzvah, learning some more Torah, doing an act of kindness, and a little bit more of each of those things, that will give us the power to break through the barrier, the final barrier to the ultimate redemption through our righteous Mashiach. Thanks for listening to The Rabbi Greenberg Show. 